to the Leaving Weakness Podcast. Kids are soft. You like discipline. But I've got news for you. You're not gonna have your mommy's run behind you anymore and your little tushies. Oh no, it's time now to turn this mush into muscles. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. So this week, we're going to take a deep-ass fucking dive into SARMs, Selective Androgen Receptor Modulators. Um, I'm a big fan of these things. I've written about them for years. I've ran dozens upon dozens of cycles of these things and pretty much tried every one that's available to the research uh, community. So... What I want to do here is I'm going to talk about, you know, some basic cycles, um, and then we'll kind of get into some more advanced cycle theories on how to use these things. But first, I want to kind of address some common myths about SARMs and various research chemicals. So there's a ton of misinformation kind of floating around about how SARMs and other research chems should be used. Um, and there's a lot of people that claim that they're like SARM experts and they, they push these things and they push these theories in a way that it's very misleading. And they do this just to get you to buy more products from them. So again, I want to address some of these myths. So the first thing, uh, SARMs, they are suppressive to your uh, natural testosterone production, okay? Some of them more so than others, some not that much. But all SARMs, to some extent, are suppressive to the endocrine system. Um, Ostrin really isn't that much suppressive at all, in my opinion. But you move up to something that's more potent, like RAD140, it's a lot more suppressive. However... Uh, there are numerous studies that show that all SARMs have uh, more severe testosterone suppression after like 42 days. So if you're kind of new to the SARM game and you do not have a prescription for testosterone or you're not you know, using testosterone with a SARM, I would suggest keeping your cycles um, under six weeks. Uh, that's again, if you're trying to do this with just a SARM and no other anabolics here as a base. So that also means that we can dispel another myth about SARMs, which is a lot of people tell you that SARMs do not require PCT or post-cycle therapy. Again, all SARMs do come with some level of suppression to your natural testosterone uh, production. So I always suggest a PCT um, in some capacity, at least, to bring the endocrine system back to homeostasis. Now, the extent of the PCT and what you used is based on what SARM you run and how long your cycle is. Um, so, for example, if you do something that's like an Austrian, you know, it's it's not that suppressive in my opinion. And hey, before I got on TRT. I had ran several of these things, you know, and just using them solo. So I can speak from some fucking experience here. You know, Austrian wasn't really that suppressive. You know, um, I will tell you that I did have a little bit of suppression to my natural testosterone. 
uh, after I think it was like a week. Um, but I was able to bring my levels back up with using uh, ex uh, ashwagandha extract, which is the KSM 66. Um, I used arimastane, and I'm trying. I think I used a little bit of Novadex too that I had gotten off of a like a research chem website, but it wasn't much. So it was a pretty mild um, PCT that I ran for that. Now you take something like RAD140, which was designed to replace testosterone in the way of like hormone replacement therapy, it's going to pretty much shut down your natural um, testosterone production within a few days of taking it based off of what I experienced when I ran this without t a testosterone base. Um, and your body kind of sees that rad 140 because it's so strong and it utilizes that as a replacement uh, for testosterone in a way so even though you're you know reducing your natural hormonal output the rad 140 is taking over which means you feel good it's kind of unusual um so it's kind of like replacing your own testosterone production with using testosterone replacement therapy almost is a similar way that you could look at it. Um, now, another thing that some people will clout is uh, that SARMs always work better when they're stacked together. So yes and no, okay? It really kind of depends on what your goal is and what you're using. So. SARMs work by filling the androgen receptor and telling it to do specific things like grow muscle tissue, but not to do unwanted things like prostate enlargement. So it is my testing experience that SARMs do not necessarily always work better when stacked together. This is because when you take multiple SARMs together, it's kind of like they're all signaling and firing the androgen receptors at once and they're kind of competing for dominance, you know. Um, and the end result is a lot of times, in my experience, was diminishing returns because they all end up kind of negating each other. I mean, it's kind of like if you took every fucking steroid under the fucking sun, you're really not going, yeah, you're going to get some, some results, but you're going to get some wicked side effects too because you're just taking all these things at once and the body's like, holy shit, just overwhelmed. Now, some people will tell you that, hey, more is better to throw them all in there. But that is just not, that is not my train of thought. My train of thought is pick a few things and do them really fucking well. Um, so, you know, keep in mind that SARMs were compounds designed to provide anabolic benefits without as many side effects as steroids. And we constantly hear how gear works better when you run it in a stack. But these aren't the same things as steroids. Um, they're designed differently, and they don't necessarily work in the same way in the body. So keep that in mind. Now, in this case, more is not always better, like I said a while ago. And I have a strong sense that a lot of people that are advising you to run these huge fucking storms, storm stacks with you know, all these things at once, they're likely telling you to do it so you buy more products. Like for example, you know, there's, I don't really feel like there's a reason to run S4, S23, Austrin, and LGD all together at the same time. It's just kind of like, holy fucking shit, you know, that's a lot of shit. So 
but it's I think it's completely fine to run something like you know rad one forty along with some other research compounds that aren't necessarily SARMs like. You know, use your RAD 140 with, uh, you know, MK677 and YK11, you know, because those aren't necessarily the same thing as SARMs. And we'll get into that here in a second. Um, so just keep that in mind. All right. Now, another thing that I want to address is other compounds that get lumped into SARMs just out of convenience in the research chemical industry but they're not necessarily SARM. So you got MK677. Now, that is not a SARM. That is a growth hormone secretitogue, okay? Now, YK11 is not a SARM. It is a steroidal myostatin inhibitor, okay? Cardrin, um, you know, that is a PPAR modulator, okay? So... Even though they get lumped into the SARMs, they technically aren't SARMs by nature of their chemical structures or their mechanisms of action. So they also, though, do stack really fucking well with SARMs. So now let's talk about the other SARMs. So we got LGD4033. Um, we got S4, RAD140, MK2866, which is also known as Austrin. And then we got S23. Those all are SARMs, okay? So now let's talk about SARMs and estrogenic side effects, okay? Now, in some rare cases, they can cause estrogen-related side effects nowhere near as bad as fucking steroids that are heavily aromatizing. Um, but I feel like SARMs doing this, I mean, it's very dependent on the individual. Now, some so folks might get a very slightly itchy nipple. And I mean, when I say some folks, I mean, of all the people that use SARMs, I'd probably say less than 5% of them. Um, and, you know, they might get an itch itchy nipple or something, and they might automatically think that their LGD was laced with some sort of, like, estrogenic pro-hormone or some shit, when in all actuality that person biologically might just have a tendency for high estrogen conversion, you know? Um, now, for this reason, I like to recommend having an aromatase inhibitor, like, you know, on hand. You know, if you're playing with anabolics, you need to have some things in the toolbox just to keep um, around in case some side effects do come. So, you know, you could use an over-the-counter aromatase inhibitor. I don't know if it's still around, but a remistane was a really good one because it works really well to compare to uh, a Remedex. It's very similar to a Remedex, you know, um, or Aromacin is another good one to keep on board. You know, and if you ever do get something like some, and, and hey, itching nipples isn't the only sign of, you know, some estrogen conversion, um, you know, water weight, you know, bloat and things like that are, but you, for the most part, guys, you don't really have to worry about that with SARMs. Nowhere near like you do with steroids, okay? So how do you choose your first SARM cycle if you never ran them before? Your first cycle should only consist of, in my opinion, and this is if you are not using a SARM with testosterone as a base, you know, you're not on TRT or whatever. Your first SARM cycle should only consist of one suppressive compound. Um, so if you're starting out, the two SARMs that I would suggest for a beginner would be Austrin or LGD, okay? Now, Austrin, in my opinion, 
it's it's kind of the weakest of all the SARMs, okay? Um, it, but it is the most versatile of all of them. It can be used for a cut, a recomposition, and in some cases, a bulk. Um, it's also the least suppressive and has a lot of benefits, such as healing properties. Um, it will help increase sex drive. It does help uh, with burning and eliminating adipose tissue, and it's really good at healing uh, joints. Um, you know, I mean, it's called Austrian because believe it was originally created by GTX Pharmaceuticals to actually uh, as a, a therapeutic answer to um, osteoporosis. So, but I will also tell you that it is my belief through using um, Austrin that it is very similar to a compound called Anivar. Okay. Um, I think it outshines Anivar in a lot of ways. Um, now, let's talk about LGD4033. Some places might sell this as Leandrol. Some places might sell it as just LGD or LGD4. Um, that would be the best choice for someone who's looking to add some muscle, okay? Um, where I would say Carterin's kind of a good just all-around recomposition type thing or, you know, something to diet heavy on and retain some muscle and help cut up. LGD, I think, is a better one for people wanting to put on some mass, okay? Uh, many people have claimed that it has properties similar to compounds like D-Ball and it puts on mass really well. I don't really agree with that. Um, as far as, like, comparing it to D-Ball, I fucking hate the Anabol. That shit gives me moon face. I've never liked it anytime I've ever used it. Um, now, LGD isn't nearly as forgiving on the uh, endocrine system as Austrian, okay? Um, it is a lot more suppressive, and I think, oh, gosh, it's been a while since I read the studies about the suppression of the endocrine system, but I was thinking it was like anywhere from like three to nine days, it's it's plummeting your testosterone levels uh, and taking over as the kind of in-place hormone in your body. Um, so you're going to need a more extensive uh, PCT with that, Um some people who are more prone to suppression side effects, you know, you definitely going to need, well, let me just say this. With LGD, I'd go ahead and get you some Clomid and some Remedex. Uh, well, not Remedex, I'm sorry. Clomid and some Novadex, okay? You're going to run those two together with that. Um, I will tell you, if you want something to kind of pair these two compounds with and dosages, so... As far as Cardrin or MK2866, I think that shit pairs really, really, really good with Cardrin, okay, or GW501516. Um, you know, you want to cut up, get a little bit leaner, Cardrin with uh, some Austrin, awesome choice, okay. Now, Cardrin is also, or Austrin, <laughs> sorry, getting mixed up here with all these compounds, Austrin is the only uh, SARM that I think women can take, okay? All the other stuff, women need to stay away from them, cause hair loss and shit like that. You don't want that, ladies. So, for men, Austrin, 25 milligrams dosed once a day is like running a healthy cycle of, you know, Anivar Solo, okay? You want to pair that with some cardarin, do 20 milligrams of cardarin dose once a day. For ladies, um, your Austrian, you can do around 12 and a half 
milligrams at, at the most and you will have awesome uh, muscle building effects with that and it will also help increase your sex drive too. Women can take cardarin since it's not a SARM and it's non-hormonal. Now men, going back to the LGD4033, you know, this is a very interesting compound because I have seen people use a multitude of dosage protocols on this. Um, I've seen some more conservative folks say three milligrams used for a longer duration of like 12 to 16 weeks works best. You know, if I would give you a starting point and you kind of want to be in the middle, I would say 10 milligrams of LGD dosed once daily. Okay, that's that's a pretty good, good starting point. Um, that's kind of the general research community, you know, starting point for that. Now, the best results I ever had for LGD, um, I'm actually experiencing them right now. Um, Seth Williams from News Arms, he sent me a couple research kits, which is where you can make your own liquid research chemicals, and he sent me two or three of the LGDs. Because I, I, I've never really give, given that one a real good shot as far as like really seeing how far I could take the dosing. And I'm actually taking 20 milligrams of that a day of LGD. Now, do I recommend you do that? No, not unless you're a seasoned anabolic user. Um, but I'm crazy and I do crazy shit like that. And you should not do what I say. Um, it's my body and I'll do what I want. <laughs> Just like Cartman from South Park says. But... You know, LGD pairs really, really fucking well with a growth hormone secretatoge like MK677. Uh, and a, so you want to run a really great cycle to put on some good uh, lean mass. I do 10 milligrams a day of LGD4033 and do 25 milligrams a day of MK677. You will have awesome results because those two combined create this really powerful synergistic effect for growth and recovery and building muscle tissue. So if you're looking to get a little size on, uh, that's what I would use. Now, let's talk about the uh, newbie cycle for with PCT and aromatase inhibitors. So as I mentioned earlier, I've always suggested, you know, having an aromatase inhibitor or what's also known in acronym wise as an AI. Uh, you want to have those on hand when you're using any SARM. And I personally, if, if you're starting out, I'd get you some, you know, arimistane if it's still available. If not, get some arimidex and use a little bit of that you know, uh, with your SARM cycle, because that's just going to help keep the water weight down and, you know, optimize your hormones anyways if you're using a conservative dose. Um, those are the, the, the two compounds I would suggest as far as a PCT, preferably uh, or a Remedex, or what's also known as anastrozole is the pharmaceutical name for it. Um, I personally feel using some of the stronger ones, like letrozole, I mean, that's kind of fucking overkill for a SARM cycle. Um, and it could completely tank your estrogen levels, and men actually do need some small amount of estrogen in the body to maintain, um, you know, a feeling of well-being and some, like, uh, sexual well-being as well. You know, I've completely trashed my E2 levels before and could not get a fucking boner for, like, an entire week till I got my estrogen levels back where they needed to be. Now, I would suggest, again, you know, if you, you get a hold of some arimistane, 
Um, you could run like anywhere between 25 and 50 milligrams of remistane a day because it's, it's really not strong enough to crash your estrogen levels. And it works by, by basically preventing your testosterone from converting into estrogen and making you feel lethargic and having, you know, a shitty ass sex drive while on cycle and all that stuff. Um, now, most guys don't experience those issues when running, running a SARM cycle, like I said, um, especially in that like six to eight week period. However, just you always want to make sure all the cards are in your favor anytime you, you mess with this stuff. Um, so, like I said, if you're first starting out, six-week cycles, uh, keep, get your PT, uh, PCT in order. Um, Novadex is great. Uh, now, in these two cases, uh, I also like to suggest getting a really good ashwagandha product. It is one of the only testosterone boosters that actually has clinical trials that have shown that it does have the ability to stimulate luteinizing hormone in the brain to increase testosterone production, okay? It's not just some fucking bullshit horny goat weed crap or whatever bullshit you're buying over the counter from GNC. Like, the shit actually works as long as you get, one, a ashwagandha extract, or you get something like Sensoril or KSM-66, uh, like a actually really good um, ashwagandha product. Don't just get ground up ashwagandha root. What you're buying actually matters. Okay, guys, if you're going to invest the, the time and the money and the brutal fucking workouts and the diet stuff, you're going to put in all that work. You might as well get the good shit and, you know, invest a little bit in better quality stuff. Okay. First of all, thanks for listening, but leavingweakness.com is an actual business for me. This is how I make my income. Now, I don't sell, you know, an online store with a bunch of bullshit products or any dumb crap like that. What I do is I support companies that I believe in and have what are what I believe to be honest and great quality products. Now, you can support Leaving Weakness along with the podcast and everything else that we do by supporting the companies that we work with. Now, there's going to be a link tree um, hyperlink in the show notes that you can click on that will sh pull up all of the quality companies that I work with, and it'll have the coupon codes listed on there in that hyperlink. So you just go under the link tree link, you click on whichever company you're interested in, and it'll say what the coupon code is, and it'll take you right to their site. So you see something you want on one of their sites or a product that we recommended, use that discount code that's unique to us, and that helps us out. Um, so, again, we want to thank all of our sponsoring companies that we work with. I want to go ahead and give a shout-out to a few of them. First off, I want to thank Seth Williams over at Noose Arms. Seth has been a dear friend of mine for years now. Um, he's one of the most honest businessmen that I've ever known, and he's been a, a frequent guest on this podcast, and he really fights the fight um, for researchers. And Seth is doing some pretty innovative stuff with nasal sprays and a few other nootropic-type products, so I definitely think that you guys should take a look into some of that. Um, that 20% off coupon code for new song, it's actually 25% off now, and it's leaving weakness. Um, I also want to thank the guys at Amino Asylum, 
uh, they have got some of the best quality research products and amino blends and uh, injection peptides that you can find on the market. And their their customer service guys is second to none because the guys that own the company actually run the company and they care. Now, I will say that they've got a sister company now called Amino Depot. Outstanding supplements. They've got a carb blocker that I've been using every single day that is fucking fantastic. And they've also got a uh, fat burner that's got T2 in it, like the, the thyro- thyroid T2. It's very, very impressive. Um, shit gives me energy for several hours. And if I take, you're only really supposed to take one, but on a couple of occasions where I really needed it, I took two. And man, I was bouncing off the walls and talking like the guy from the Micro Machines commercial. But the uh, Amino Asylum. Uh, you go to their website and they also have the supplements for Amino Depot on there as well. And the coupon code 20% off LW20. And I also want to thank our, uh, Kratom sponsor. It's premium third quality tested, uh, Kratom tested for purity. So it's not going to have the boogers of some kid from uh, Thailand in it or anything nasty shit like that. Um, Kratom has, helped keep me sober for over a year now from alcohol and i really believe in its medicinal qualities and the 20 percent off coupon code for uh, elevated botanics is leaving weakness uh, again hyperlinks for all these great companies in the link tree in the bio all right so let's talk about some more of the advanced cycle theories here to deal with these sort of newer compounds right like I said, I've pretty much used almost every SARM that's readily accessible. I've ran countless cycles of the more popular ones like RAD140 and LGD, but I've also experimented with some of the more obscure things like S23 and the ACP105. At this point, I feel like I can definitely consider myself pretty well experienced in these compounds and their real-world applications. So I'm going to kind of outline some more advanced uh, things that I've done and played with to get more pronounced results. Now, I know that compounds like Cardarin and MK677 aren't really SARMs, but I'm going to utilize them uh, in these protocols because they're, again, lumped in that same SARM category by the supply companies that sell them just for convenience. Um, Plus, they're really incredibly effective to include within SARM cycles because they work through different mechanisms of action. So it's kind of like you're hitting uh, the body from like three different standpoints if you combine these things. However, I am not going to mention using uh, the compound SR9009 uh, just because the bioavailability, the bioavailability of that compound is so damn poor that I really just can't advocate possibly wasting your money on it. You know, I've used it several times. I never really saw anything out of it, and I'm just being honest. But as stated, these SARM cycles are designed for the more experienced users, okay, and not for the more novice first-time newbies. If you're a newbie, you need to do the stuff that I mentioned earlier in this podcast. So, um, let's talk about some bulking cycles, right? So, this this first one I'm going to talk about can be used for either like a serious bulk or like a really great recomposition. 
according to your calorie intake and your style of training, right? So if you want to put on some serious muscle mass, then you'll need to be in a caloric surplus uh, and you need to be training with uh, a fairly heavy amount of weight and quite a bit of an intensity. Now I've ran this exact cycle several times and I have always seen results uh, when using it either with or without testosterone. Now, you add testosterone to this and you're just going to have better uh, results. Uh, but again, I'm on TRT, so everything that I do now has testosterone as a base. So our goal here is to use, again, several different types of compounds so we hit the, the system from different points to ensure, you know, maximum results. And we're going to do this you know, these cycles, you can do 8, 10, 12, 12 weeks, you know, however long you see fit. Um, now, here's what this, this cycle is going to consist of. We're going to use RAD 140, and the daily dose on that is going to be 20 to 30 milligrams, and you only have to take it once a day. MK677, we're going to do 25 milligrams dosed once daily, but we're going to do it at nighttime and I will explain why. Uh, we're going to use YK11, 10 to 15 milligrams. We, we need to split that into two different doses uh, because of the half-life on it. And then finally, uh, Cardarin, which is also known as GW501516. Uh, we're going to do 20 milligrams dosed once daily on it. Now, the bulk... Uh, of the, the base of this bulking SARM cycle is going to be RAD140, okay? That's going to be our, our, our staple here. Now, this compound has the highest anabolic to androgenic ratio of all the SARMs, and it's 90 to 1 is the AA ratio, okay? And RAD140 was actually originally developed as a possible alternative to testosterone replacement therapy. Uh, so it can be utilized kind of in place of testosterone if need be. Um, however, you will have to run a full PCT after this uh, to bring your natural testosterone production back to homeostasis, guys, okay? So the full-blown PCT. Uh, you know, get the Novadex, the Glomid, HCG, all that shit. So we're going to take the higher end of what I would refer to as the sweet spot of RAD140, which um, 20 to 30 milligrams per day. I like using 30 milligrams. When you hit 30 milligrams a day of RAD 140, you, amazing things happen, okay? Now, this is, the again, the main anabolic of the cycle that's going to provide most of the lean gains here. So let's talk about those complementary compounds. So we're going to be adding MK677 to help aid in both recovery as well as uh, a stimulant for our appetite, okay? So MK677, it's not a SARM, it's a growth hormone secretatobe, okay? And what it does is it sends signals to your pituitary gland to release several powerful growth hormone pulses throughout the day. Uh, I've even seen a lot of people refer to it as oral growth hormone oral growth hormone or like poor man's gh one of the hardest parts of running a serious bulking cycle is choking down enough clean calories to be in a calorie surplus now a lot of people they uh on a bulk they they resort to eating a bunch of junk okay and 
that will put on a bunch of body fat and water retention. If you're eating a lot of shit that's just chock full of sugars and salts and unhealthy fats and stuff, you know, it's, yeah, you're getting enough calories, but your body isn't going to be performing optimally and you're probably not going to feel that great. So clean calories. And I'm going to tell you right now, 3,000 clean calories, it's a lot of fucking food. You know, I know a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, I can eat 3,000 calories. Yeah, but how much fucking oil-based sauces are you adding to it? You know, how how much sugar are you taking in? All these sweets and stuff. You know, how much processed food? So I'm talking like vegetables, fucking lean meats, you know, things like that. 3,000 calories is quite a bit of food here. And MK677 will help this because it does this by interacting with a hunger hormone that we have in our body called ghrelin, okay? And it works with this ghrelin to send signals to the pituitary gland. Now, trust me, you won't have a problem uh, choking down and just fucking devouring the shit out of that chain old, plain old chicken breast and that white rice whenever you're using this compound because it's going to make you insatiably hungry. So if you're going to be eating a lot, you know, this makes eating clean a hell of a lot easier, okay? So we're going to be utilizing the full dosage of 25 milligrams of MK677 every day. However, this needs to be taken at night to avoid the midday lethargy that a lot of people have when they're researching this compound, okay? I found that 25 milligrams of MK677 right before bedtime provides some of the best sleep I've ever had, really deep sleep, okay? And sleep is crucial in developing, in you know, providing the body with uh, the repair that it needs to heal and grow. You know, a lot of people... You know, they focus on their diet, they focus on their their lifting and stuff, but they forget how important sleep is. And, you know, hey, sleep is when the body produces most of its natural growth hormone pulses. Um, and taking this compound is basically just going to amplify what your body is going to do anyways as far as growth hormone. Now, let's talk about the YK11. So, we're going to use YK11 in this cycle to help complement the MK677 and the RAD140. Now, again, YK11, it's not a SARM like RAD140, but it's a great add-on compound. What YK11 is, it's a myostatin inhibitor uh, compound. I'm, and, and a lot of people call it a myo-inhibitor st- SARM. It's really not a SARM. It shares a lot more in common with um, DHT than it does, you know, uh, like LGD. You know, I would call this a steroidal myostatin inhibitor. Um, and it's really unlike any other compound out there, guys. Uh, and what myostatin is, it's a hormone that our body produces that inhibits muscle growth beyond like a set limit. Okay, it's kind of like your body's hormone that says okay this is as big as you can get um now it will elicit more pronounced muscle growth from inhibiting that hormone right so this basically takes the brakes off your car as far as your body's potential to build more muscle tissue okay um now the effective dosing for this is between 10 and 15 milligrams a day but it 
its half-life is around 10 hours. So you're going to have to split that dose into half the amount that you want to take. And you need to take it twice per day. So if you're going to be taking 15 milligrams of this per day, the upper dose, you're going to have to split that in two. So 7.5, and you need to take it once in the morning, once in the evening. Pretty simple. Um, then if I were you all, you could really step this up a notch by adding one of the cardins to it, which you have cardin or supercardin, right? So cardin GW501516 or supercardin GW0742. And we're going to do that to maximize our fat burning potential here. So PPAR agonists are great compounds to add to fucking any cycle, in my opinion. You want just, hey, everything's better just fucking add Carter into it. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, GW501516 and the more recent uh, 0742, they've both been falsely kind of demonized over the years. Um about some cancer studies that were completely fucking botched. Like a lot of people haven't read the fucking studies that well. Um, cause these rats that they gave Carter to, they were also giving them other compounds that were very carcinogenic. So, you know, I, I've ran Carter for years for a long amounts of time. I've never had any negative side effects from it. Um, and you know, these false claims and stuff, it, it, all it does is it just too often creates a reluctance to utilize these basically fat-burning powerhouses in cycles. People have basically been led to believe that Carterin's going to give you cancer. And like I said, the studies had some major issues and flaws in them. Um, now, I've again, I've ran dozens of cycles of Carterin never seen a single negative thing arise from its use. Um, I I will even tell Trimbolone users to implement Carterin to really effectively mitigate some of Trin's wicked side effects, like uh, how it just plummets your cardiovascular endurance, some of the lethargy, some of the, the Trin coughing. I think it helps go away and stuff by, you know, just in increasing uh, the effectiveness of your cardiovascular endurance. Now, Carterin, in my opinion, can be used in 12-week long durations of 20 milligrams daily. And you can see some really serious increases in fat burning and cardiovascular endurances, endurance in that cycle. Now, the GW0742, it's another outstanding fat-burning compound that a lot of people just kind of dub it as like a super carterin. Um, it's somewhat stronger than carterin, in my opinion, but you, you just take smaller doses. Um, the big concern with this compound uh, was there was a few rat studies where they gave the mice really big fucking doses of it, you know, in contrast to their body weight. And... Uh, it resulted in their hearts enlarging. So my opinion here is just stick with a conservative daily dosage uh, ranging between like 10 milligrams and 15 milligrams and just do it for like eight weeks or less. Uh, again, the study with the rats, man, they were given, you know, if you look at the, the weight of the rats and how much they were giving them, it's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. So I think it's kind of blown over too. 
Um, now, let's talk about some really advanced cutting cycles, okay? So this is the most effective cycle that I have ran uh, for cutting on it like a hard diet. And it consists of three main compounds and a additional fourth option here. So what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to be utilizing two different SARMs here. And we're going to stack them together in this. Now, we're going to use Austrin, we're, we're MK2866, and we're going to use S23 here, okay? Um, now, Austrin has a significant amount of anabolic activity um, and sports a, a pretty nice ratio, an anabolic to androgenic ratio of 3 to 1. And a strong amount of Austrin... Um, I think is comparable to running Anivar, which is another great cutting steroid. Um, now, Austin, Austrin is, it's reliable, it works, has a ton of studies proving its safety, and always brings out like a, a positive sense of well-being during use. You know, 25 milligrams taken once daily is the amount we're going to utilize uh, to make this compound's properties really shine. Now, we're going to be implementing S23, which is a completely different compound. It's one of the strongest fucking SARMs available and has some really, really impressive muscle hardening traits. Now, this compound also increases vascularity and has a pronounced drying effect. I feel very comfortable in comparing S23 to using a moderate to high dosage of DHT-derived steroids. Now, I'm talking about, you know, Mastron, Equipoise, things like that. Now, the dosage that these traits can be attained at is 25 milligrams daily. However, similar to YK11... Uh, it has a half-life of around 12 hours, so this means you're going to have to split that 25 milligram into half and then take it twice per day to ensure, you know, stable blood levels. And also keep in mind, S23 is really fucking suppressive, so a strong PCT here is going to have to be utilized again. But then we're going to top this cycle off with 20 milligrams of Cardrin, GW501516, to ramp up the fast loss through an increase in cardiovascular endurance. So what I'm trying to do with this here, and, and I've done this before, it's a solid-ass cycle. Um, you know, you got your MK2866, your Austrin. That's going to be kind of like your, your Anivar, right? And then you've got your S23 that's going to give you that, you, you know, real nice hardening effect and cutting effect, kind of like a Masteron, okay? Then we're just pumping this up even more and making this more effective with some Carter in here to really help with the endurance uh, from a, you know, which is something everybody needs when they're doing a hard diet. So an additional compound, right? A fourth option here could be to implement a really light dosage of MK677 to help aid in recovery. But keep in mind that that MK677 really increases appetite so this can be counterproductive if it's not well thought out so if you're in to implement this in a calorie deficit 
use a more conservative dose around 10 to 15 milligrams instead of that 25 that I mentioned earlier. And take it right before you go to bed because that will mitigate the, the lethargy and hunger issues with the MK677. And hey, the lethargy that some people get from taking that in the middle of the day with MK677, that is a side effect of using growth hormone. You know, you, you get kind of tired and stuff. I mean, think about babies. What do babies do? They've got a shitload of growth hormone in their body. They're hungry all the time, and they're sleepy all the time. So, you know, it's a sign that it's working. Also, tingly fingers at night. Um, that's another sign you've got an elevated level of growth hormone going on. So... Now I'm going to throw something here out at you guys, which is SARM cycles for females, okay? Now, there's really only one SARM that I think women should ever really mess with. And I, I really don't understand why so many female uh, fitness enthusiasts don't utilize uh, MK6, uh, MK2866 instead of the Anavar. You know, I mean, it's like they'll pay all this shitload of money for Anavar, which I think is overpriced anyways, whenever Austrin outperforms anabolic in its anabolic capacity and strength increases, and as well in terms of having less side effects as Anavar. That is, I mean, Austrin is the only SARM I feel comfortable in suggesting for women to utilize, okay? And an ideal dosage really needs to be um, about half what a man would take. So women, you know, 10 to 12 and a half milligrams of Austrin per day in six to eight week cycles. Okay. And another great non-hormonal compound to utilize here would be carterin as well. And, and let's face it, you know, if you're a lady, the last thing you want to do is be taking a bunch of fucking androgens and lose your femininity. You know, yeah, it's great for women to gain a little bit of muscle and, and lose some fat but the most important thing to me is them maintaining their femininity you know we don't want to see these women getting facial hair and talking like steve at the gym and all this other shit so again another safe compound for women to utilize is, is going to be carterin 10 15 milligrams per day to help achieve a leaner physique um you know, for women to put on a little bit more lean muscle while preserving that femininity, as we talked about, you know, K677 can be paired with that Austrian. So women, again, more on the conservative level compared to men. So a dosage, you know, like 10 milligrams would probably be good on the MK677. Um, so, again, these are some of the more advanced SARM cycles and you know, I've had leaving weakness for almost six years now, and SARMs are just continuing to get more and more popular because a lot of times there are certain steroids that I prefer a lot of them over because they have less side effects and they're just as effective, you know. So, guys, I hope some of these cycle theories help, you know, to a certain extent. And if you all ever have any questions about what I've done or, you know, what i think is more effective please just send me an email um admin at leavingweakness.com again i want to thank the the sponsors that we have that we work with us and i'm telling you guys some of y'all reach out to me want to like donate to me on paypal and all this other stuff and i appreciate that but honestly the thing that i tell everybody to do that really helps the most instead of just sending 
money, <laughs> I'd rather you all just use my coupon codes, okay? Because when you support the companies we work with, you support us so we can keep this uh, sustained and keep this going. So, again, thanks to all of our awesome sources, News Arms, Kimio, Amino Asylum, uh, Elevated Botanics. Uh, in the show notes, there's a link tree description that will take you to their websites and will tell you the coupon codes. So any of the compounds in here, hit some of those SARM companies up. You know, they've got great quality. I only work with companies that I, I believe in. So thanks, guys, for listening in, and we'll talk to you next week.